0: But welcome back, everybody, to the Sportsnet po- Sports Nest podcast. Here with your host Thomas Hilkema. I am said host Thomas Hilkema. and today we don't have a lot of new stuff. Unfortunately, not a lot of new news elsewhere um, in the sport, uh, the sporting field, sporting world. As we yesterday we had March Madness, we had Deshaun Watson, and today we got March Madness, we got Deshaun Watson. We got we got some stuff to talk about here. First off. I'm gonna go and jump right in to Deshaun Watson, and he has chosen the Cleveland Browns. After apparently eliminating them from contention, it was down to the Saints and the Hawks. And as I said yesterday, that makes absolutely zero sense. Well, apparently Deshaun Watson listened, and he 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 made the right he made the right decision here. Cleveland is a much better spot. Somehow, Cleveland's a better spot. Than both New Orleans and um, and Atlanta right now. I mean, you got if you if you're the, a, the AFC North is looking very good. The whole AFC as a whole is looking fantastic. I mean, you got the AFC West, who is just absolutely loaded. Like there is no real weak spot in that AFC West. Oh, I'm sure there is. But now you got the AFC North with Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. And Deshaun Watson, sorry, can't forget about Mitch Trubisky there. And you got a Browns just got a receiver in Amari Cooper, okay. The Steelers just got rid of Juju Smith-Schuster, so this division is looking fantastic. Okay, that's an unnecessary shot, unnecessary shot at Juju, but I'm sure about at least half of Pittsburgh's happy he's gone. As for the back to Deshaun Watson, if I could focus here, I like this fit. I like this fit with Cleveland. You have a very a very good team. Like you have a team that was projected to win the division. At least like a, a here in the, like they, they've always been in the talks for winning the division over the last three years. At least at for sure, well for sure two. And, now, and that was with Baker Mayfield. Now you add Deshaun Watson, who is around a top. At the very worst, a top 10 quarterback. So now you had you a top 10 quarterback to a team that was very good with a top 30 at best quarterback. Again, another unnecessary shot at a football player that is so much better than I am. And that's also not that hard. But um, yeah, no, with the top 20 quarterback, we'll, we'll give him that. They were projected to win the division. They were supposed to be towards the top of championship favorites. And now, you, granted, you, you lose Jarvis Landry. You have, well, oh, excuse me, you've lost Odell Beckham Jr. from the beginning of the season. But you got Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson. I think I think that makes up for it, for in all reality. And you still have a fantastic defense. So congrats, congrats to uh to the Browns for guaranteeing a not last finish because the quarterback is better than Mitch Trubisky. Before we were a little uncertain, but now, yeah, no, now you're good. You got um, you got you got a good quarterback. You have a good team. You have no, you don't have the top pick anymore. You have you're your not your first round pick. But um, yeah. As for the Houston side, I guess we should talk about Houston as well. They got a good return. They got they got a very good return. They got uh, I think three first round picks. They got a fifth round pick and some other pick. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but um. Yeah, no, you got it. You got a very, fairly good return on a, a player that wasn't going to play for you. Oh, well, he he might have, but um, yeah, no. With that 13th overall pick, you you can you can make you can make something happen. You can you that's a, that's the perfect spot to take someone like a Malik Willis. At least if you're Houston, okay. You're gonna you have your top your top I think your second second or third. You have the third overall pick, okay, which you can get a very great you can get a great defensive player. And then now you have the 13th overall pick, I believe is what it is. And with that pick, you can go out and get a fantastic, uh, you can get a quarterback, you can get a fantastic wide receiver. That's where you can get an offensive player, maybe an alignment falls, maybe one of the, again, maybe one of the better defenders falls. Never really know with that pick. Um, And I will be doing a mock draft here, not on the live, not on the stream, but um, as a separate video itself. If you're interested in seeing that... um, Subscribe to the channel, Thomas Hilkema. It'll be on there. Or pot- potentially it will be on here as well. But um, we'll see. As for other sports, I, spring training in baseball is happening. It's it's happening. And that's about all I can say about it. I know the Red Sox won today 7-6. to six. Outside of that, I have very little input to add. Same thing with basketball. I know it is happening. I know the Celtics won like 126-97, to 97, I think is what it was. And that's about all I can offer you. I saw a song like Luke is gonna like stop complaining to refs or whatever. I bet that sticks for no more than a week. But what I do know, I got this one. My brackets suck. Like holy crap, do they suck? I it's it's just I have never seen <laughs> I've never seen a bracket a group of brackets so bad like it is it is just atrocious how bad these ones are but let's let's get into the actual games here um like yesterday I wasn't able to watch all of them live but I have a pretty good understanding of most of them starting off with Loyola Chicago and Ohio State again I I caught I caught the very beginning of it and then proceeded to miss the rest of it like you know when things actually happened and Loyola Chicago went from looking competent to apparently not but, um, yeah, like the first the first couple minutes, they hung in there. They were, they were there with Ohio state granted, not a single team was scoring, but they they were still in it. That all proceeded to change. Apparently as soon as I turned, turned the screen on, like, as soon as I left, but, um, they did Ohio state looked good. I, I It did feel a little weird to me picking, uh, picking them to upset and be upset in three straight tournaments. I should have gone with that. I, I in the end I didn't, and that's that's on me there. But um, yeah, no, loyal Chicago, no magic run this year, no Sister Jean magic. But congrats to Ohio State, I guess. At least it's better than Michigan, which we'll get to Michigan here in a little bit. But um, yeah, Ohio State, you get to you get to move on and play Villanova. Congrats. Um, yeah, that's gonna be a tough one for you. Granted, Villanova in the first half did not look did not look dominant. Like credit to Delaware, and then credit to Villanova in the second half uh, for them taking over. But um, yeah, no, that's going to be a tough one for Ohio State. I I, I see some struggle a struggle there. But um, you made it past round one, which you couldn't do against Oral Roberts. So <laughs> progress progress is key there. Um, the next game was jacksonville uh, Jacksonville State Auburn, and that went right about as well as you would have thought I mean auburn just they they dominated i this one was never in doubt. Jabari Smith is a freaking monster Walker Kessler almost had a triple double with the blocks. this team is looking good this this team is looking really good um I would pick them to be upset by Wisconsin. I am getting a little nervous about that one, if I am being completely honest, thanks to uh, two very different uh, very different performances in their games today. Um, the next game, I believe, was Texas. Well, I, I guess Jacksonville State, you, you didn't deserve to be there. I should say this because I 100% believe it. You didn't deserve to be there. Y- you got lucky that better minds knew. And you got what you 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 got what was coming for you. Um, as for Auburn, they go on to play Miami uh, in round in the round of 32, which we will talk about probably tomorrow. But I'm Miami played good, but they struggled against a USC team that is nowhere near the level of Auburn. So I, I'm I'm predicting some Miami struggles there. But you, again, you never know. So then, yes, the next game: Montana State, Texas Tech. And Texas Tech just they out of Ohio State, Auburn, Villanova, who else played today? Wisconsin, Colgate. Um yeah, out of everyone, Texas Tech was the highest scoring team. Like, they outscored Purdue. That shouldn't, <laughs> that shows you how dominant this Texas Tech team was today. Their defense is just unmatched. Like the, they're just, they're no one shorter than six. They can, and they can, they can guard everyone. This team is like Duke's kryptonite. Like there isn't a team more suited to beat Duke than this Texas Tech team. And they're they're looking the part, they really are. Montana State just didn't even stand a chance. Like, it it was bad, it was really bad. They shot 38.2% from the field. Like, (laughs) they shot 33.3%, which as a team is not horrible, but Texas Tech shot 60%. I'm guessing they also didn't shoot a lot, but when a team is uh when a team's shooting sixty percent from three, that's yeah, you're you're in trouble. They had a fifty-two point. I don't know if this microphone works. Let me see, is it no, there's absolutely literally no difference whether I use this mic or not. But we're still using it. it looks it's red, so it looks cool. I'm also gonna adjust the camera a little bit. Okay, apparently that was a stupid idea. Uh sorry for anyone watching on or listening um elsewhere, not on YouTube, doing weird things with the camera. And I got a red microphone. But I'm just going to hold this up. Texas Tech had a 52. Oh, does that actually do something? Does that help? I think it does. I think I don't know if that helps or not. But Texas Tech had a 52 point first half. <laughs> they had a 52 point first half. And then a 45-point second half, which I can almost guarantee is the most amount of points Texas Tech has scored in a half this year. Okay, I move my computer. I move, I move my camera again. Yeah, no, Montana State stood absolutely zero chance. Like, you were screwed the moment you lost to UNM. That was That's really when it all started. But anyway, Texas Tech, you get the glorious rights of playing Notre Dame which I feel very confident about. Would have been much more scared if uh, Alabama was there. Not saying that Alabama was better because apparently they're not. Just Alabama has the ability, granted they lost Javon Quinn early, very early on. And they still played very, uh, they played them close up until the last like four minutes. But um, yeah, no, they just scare me more than Notre Dame does. Like Like Notre Dame, they're surviving. They double overtime with Rutgers, beat Alabama. So can't take them lightly, but I'm feeling pretty good about that one as a Texas Tech fan. Now, as a Purdue hater, I would still feel pretty good about it. As someone who does not like Purdue, does not like their chances of winning a national championship, though their chances of making the Final Four absolutely skyrocketed with Kentucky's loss, they went out and pretty handily beat Purdue, or Yale, sorry, they pretty handily beat Yale. I there isn't much for me to say on this one. I, I didn't what I didn't watch it because it was Purdue versus Yale. Number one, I hate Purdue. Number two, Yale sucks. Okay. And it yeah, no, it was a good twenty two point win. Again, nothing compared to Texas X thirty five point win. But yeah, no, I I think it was, I I'm guessing it was it was pretty much what you would expect. I mean Jaden Ivey, Zach Eady, and uh on Williams, i I'm guessing. Shot in the dark here. That's what... I, I saw Shasha Stefanovic had an, an insane three go in. Like, it was it was weirdly... Like, that whole play was just a little weird. I saw that one. But, um... Yeah, no, that that, that game, I, it, it went about exactly how you would expect. Purdue absolutely dominated. Then a team that absolutely dominated the second half, Villanova. As mentioned a little bit earlier, um... When I'm talking about Ohio State, yeah, the second half just was was nowhere, nowhere near any the level of uh, competitiveness that it was in the first half. And the same thing happened to Gonzaga. Like it, it happens with these good teams. Unfortunately for me, I believe those are the two teams that I picked to make the final. Yeah, no, the. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to go and give some, like, bracket predictions. <laughs> I got Gonzaga and Villanova in the final. Uh, none of you are going to listen to me, are you? Which is probably smart. Anyway, back to Delver versus Villanova. I guess, now that I'm actually looking at it, it was, it, they won each half by the same amount. Like, they, they won each half by Ten. I just felt I just feel like when I was like just score watching that they were much more dominant um in the second half than than the uh, than the first half and I just found something I'm going to react to um probably in a separate video is receding that uh, no, I know I might as well do it now. We'll go ahead and do that after um before we get into the predictions for tomorrow for yeah, tomorrow's games. But Villanova uh, yeah, no, they 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 played well throughout. They increased their points. Granted, Delaware increased theirs as well, like from first half to second half. But um, no, this this Villanova team is fantastic. <laughs> Delaware shot fifteen percent from three. Gosh, how are they ever close? They were leading at one point. How the heck did that happen? Anyway, Villanova is able to pull out the win. Should probably hurry up if I want to get the predictions and react to that. React to that thing in there. Um, Miami USC, I wasn't high on this Miami team. And then Isaiah Wong gave me a big FU, proceeded to outscore USC through the first two media timeouts, I believe. And Miami barely holds on on a last second buzzer beater. That was just like Mike um, Conley-esque from the Jazz Clippers in the bubble. I believe it was game seven, maybe it was game six, either way the Jazz lost and my family was sad. But um, yeah, no, that was that was a good a good comeback from USC. It just wasn't quite enough. But uh, Miami moves on, they get to go ahead and play Auburn. And I, if I'm an Auburn fan, I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty good about my chances. Uh, next, the six eleven matchup matchups between Alabama, Notre Dame, Texas, Virginia Tech, and uh, honestly, I think they were the two underdogs. Um, I guess you could say. I, I don't think I think Alabama was uh, more by most people was picked more. I think it, it was. It's close. That one was close. Granted, they both were close, but I, th- I do think Virginia Tech was actually a more popular pick than Texas. However. I got that right. I got Texas right. That's the one good thing. I did. <laughs> Like, I should say as I'm as I'm boasting that I got the Miami game wrong. I got the Notre Dame game wrong. Um, what else did I get wrong? Uh, is that it? No, I got one more wrong. I got oh, I got Ohio State wrong. That's all. That was it today. I did I did all right today. Yesterday was yesterday. I got Michigan I got Michigan wrong. I got Providence wrong. Memphis. I started off zero for three yesterday. Then proceeded to go two for six. Gosh, you yeah, know yesterday was bad. Today was much better. Only got three wrong. And I'm just taking improvements as, I, as they go. I'm I'm not complaining. Improvement is improvement. But uh, Notre Dame, they, if they were playing anybody else but Texas Tech, I would feel much better about their chances. Like who are the who are the so like Tennessee? Even Tennessee, I would feel much better about their chances of being Tennessee. Same with um. Same with Wisconsin. Oh, gosh, yeah, with Wisconsin. Holy cow. I'm just getting the crap out of me. Purdue. I would love Notre Dame. Like any other team except for Texas Tech and that fantastic defense. But um, because that's who they're playing, I'm sorry, Notre Dame. Had a nice run. You had a double overtime game. You had a great win versus Alabama. You are now done. You are officially done. Also, I didn't pick you to win either of those games, so... Please, please, please please be done. Next, Virginia Tech in Texas. Again, I got it right. I need to post this one as much as I can. I got Texas right. Um, I I rolled with my former coach and Chris Beard. Well, not my personal former coach. Uh, My formal fandom coach. (laughs) And for those of you, if any of you ever do watch this, if you are wondering who I am cheering for, I am cheering for Wisconsin for number one. They're my number one. Okay. Texas Tech is a close number two. All right, not not close enough to be 1A, 1B, but one and two. It's like, like Gonzaga and Auburn were earlier in the year. And then after that, it's UNM and then any other Mountain West team. That's, and the New Mexico State, throw, throw them in there somewhere. But um. yeah, so if you ever hear me reference, my team is in Texas Tech or Wisconsin throughout the rest of this, it is valid. I have my reasons. Okay, but uh, Texas-Virginia Tech, high scoring game. Like, I thought I thought Texas was gonna be able to slow this game down. They were not, <laughs> they absolutely were not. They had 81 to 73 win for Texas. And uh, yeah, I was the only one in my game to get that right. I will not stop, <laughs> I really should stop talking about that. But congrats to Chris Beard, uh, doing what Shaka Smart could not at Texas. And that has won a, a tournament game in the last three years. Moving on. Chattanooga came oh so close. Like we are talking uh oh, two two good buzzer beat like good game winning shots away. Like they had so such good chances on two shots. They just couldn't do it. Illinois barely holds on. Fifty-four, fifty-three to go ahead and beat the mocks of Chattanooga. Duke, uh, yeah, they they won. They they destroyed Cal State Fullerton. Going between a heavyweight, going to get a heavyweight matchup between Izzo between Chichette. Coach K. Just, there's no way this that I'm going to be able to pronounce that right. Um, there's no way during the normal daytime I'm going to be able to pronounce that right. Coach K, Tom Izzo, one last time, heavyweights of this sport. I'm I'm so excited for that one. One game that I was not excited for, but immediately became excited when I started watching it. I was Iowa State and LSU. Like, I talked about it yesterday. This is, like, the most interesting, uninteresting game or uninteresting, interesting game ever. Like, I, if I'm being dead honest, like, just the sound of it. Like, that's, that's just what, like, the, the Iowa State and LSU. Like, they're just two teams that completely crashed from the top 25 like they just completely fell well deservingly but they fell and you just never heard from them again like after they were after they were out of the rankings you just never heard from these two teams again but if you watch this game you were you were treated holy cow were you treated what a game this one was I, I, There's a point where I, Iowa State had a good, comfortable lead. I think they were up 11. And I was like, okay, yeah, no. It's, I, Iowa State, they have a fantastic defense. LSU's offense is struggling. They don't have their coach. I feel pretty good about this one. Um, come back, and they're only up one. <laughs> so that would have been a nice and stressful to watch. But um, Tyrese Hunter, I think that's his name. That's not right. What's his name? Not Isaiah Brockington. Okay, hurry up. It's Tyrese. I know that. I got that part. It is Tyrese Hunter. I know what I'm doing. That sounded that sounded wrong in my head. 23 points. 8 of 13 from the field. And some clutch. Some clutch. <laughs> deep threes. Like, holy cow, deep threes. He had seven threes in this game. He had seven threes and one <laughs> one non three pointer. That's who I thought I was when I played basketball. That's that's who I thought I was. But um, Iowa State a hundred percent deserves that. Like congrats on every level. Tough game versus LSU. And an upset I got correct. Uh, moving on to two games really quick. Arizona beats Wright State eighty seven to seventy, and Houston beats UAB. 82-68, UAB kind of pulled that one a little bit close going into halftime. I think they were down seven or nine or something like that, right around there. But uh, Houston just out, out of the break and said, yeah, no, this is this is our game. You go away. Davidson, Michigan State. <laughs> that game, what an ending to that one as well. Like Again, there was a comfortable spot where I was like, yeah, no, Davidson's David done. They, they're done. Uh, yeah, no, they just cost a lot of betters a lot of money with that last three. Like, that was, honestly, like that, no joke, that was my immediate reaction. Was <laughs> They just got a lot, cost a lot of people money, which they did. They 100% did, they, they covered the one and a half spread. I'm sure that's on Scott Van Pelt's uh, bad beats for today. But uh, no, that was also a, a fantastic game. Like, Davidson would, like I would check the score once, Davidson would be up three. Um, I'd, I'd go back to watching what I think it was the Wisconsin game. Check the score again. Michigan State would be up three. Like it was just it was a back and forth game. It was a fantastic game. Foster Layer, however, could not pull off the upset, as mentioned before. Izzo, Coach K, rounded of 32 matchup. I'm 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 there for it. Like that is, I'm all for that one. But next, the game of the day. Okay, probably not. That was probably Illinois, Chattanooga, and then Michigan State, Davidson, and then it, then you can make the debate between Iowa State, LSU, and Wisconsin and Colgate. But Wisconsin and Colgate. Oh, actually, Miami and USC as well. But Wisconsin and Colgate. <laughs> holy cow! Did Colgate not miss a shot? Like to start the second half, I I kid you not. They were six of seven from three, including, like, two 30-footers. Because, you know, just what? why not? Like, why, why wouldn't they miss? Like, like they just like, yeah, what's the point of missing? We're just not going to miss. Like, what, what's the point of it? Like, why, why would we do that? And they, they just didn't miss. <laughs> they just, they did not miss. And it took a huge second half from the National Player of the Year, Johnny Davis, to, <laughs> to get them through this game. It started off with uh, Tyler Wall being absolutely fantastic to start the half. And then Johnny Davis was like, Oh, this is how I play basketball. I remember now. Let me go do that. And and he did it. He did it better than anyone else in the tournament. He did it better than Oscar Shibuya ever could. So screw you, Oscar. And unfortunately, Wisconsin did not cover it. I, not that I had any money. I did not have any money on that one. But... um. I just saw that, and I got a little sad. But no, that was that was a stressful one to watch. That one that one might have made my hairs turn a little gray prematurely, eventually. But they move on, move on, get to play, who are they playing? Oh yeah, they're playing Iowa State, which honestly, I, I feel more confident they're going to win that one than I did, than I did the Colgate game. But a team that felt confident, and that is TCU. Like, their defensive performance in that second half, like by the time they had scored 20, seen Hall had eight in the second half. That also might've been very true for the first half, because I know at one point they were up 24 to 12. I like, this TCU team is hot, I'm really hoping They can upset um, Arizona on uh, Sunday because some of my group has Arizona winning. So the sooner they go out, the better for me. I doubt it'll happen, but a man can drink. Yeah, no. TCU kept Seton Hall consistent between the halves. 21 and 21. Uh, uh, Miles. um, uh, Miles. 21 points. Gosh. You had half of Seton Hall's points if you, you weren't on Seton Hall. But... um. Yeah, no, and then Seton Hall just couldn't shoot the three, 28.6%, 20. 28.8% 20. from the field as a whole, and TCU the exact opposite, 50.9% from the field, 40% from three as the, uh, the horn flo- frogs. horned frogs, what a, <laughs> there are some weird names in basketball, you got the peacocks, you got the horned frogs, you got the catamounts, who even knows what a catamount is, I mean, I looked it up at one point, but I completely forgot. All right, so to wrap up this episode, kind of, I'm going to give you predictions for tomorrow's games, which there aren't very many of them. Why is that? Oh, that's because I skipped a few of them. (sighs) My brain never ceases to amaze me. Okay. Starting off with the first game on Saturday. Baylor UNC. Now I am personally hoping for a UNC upset. I think I think that's what I want. I it, it is very it is very feasible. I there there is there's a lot of logic behind uh, behind the Baylor loss here. I I don't know if it'll I don't know if it will happen. But UNC has been playing some terrific. Basketball, like they've been playing some of the best 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 basketball of late. They they beat Marquette, who is supposed to be just a couple teams worse than him, if at all. Like just one team, like they were supposed to be like the eight nine matchup. I think they were supposed to be the eight nine matchup, or maybe that was Gonzaga. That might be Gonzaga's eight nine. Yeah, I think that was Gonzaga. I think that was Boise State Memphis. So these were these were the two furthest 8-9s eight, nine, eight, apart. But North Carolina made them look like a 16 seed. Like, they just kicked Marquette and Shaka Smart's butt right out of it. Which apparently, if you want tournament success, unless you're an A-10 school or a small school, don't hire Shaka Smart. Just kidding. Shaka Smart's a fantastic coach. He's going to do great things with that Marquette team. But um, it, the last two, last two tournaments haven't been, haven't been very successful. And yes, I would like it if Baylor lost tomorrow. I don't think they will i'm gonna i think baylor will go ahead and win this game but I'm, I'm gonna be i'm gonna be cheering for for uh for unc on that one next kansas creighton and i can 100% guarantee you i am cheering for creighton they are one of the tournament one of the teams in my group that like one of the teams that my son in my group has picked to win which is very logical. That is that's a very logical pick. But I, I'm cheering for Creighton. I, I I hope this Creighton team continues to fight if they can keep up their defensive pressure that they did against San Diego State. Kansas will struggle. Probably not Oshaya Baji. But Kansas like everyone else could struggle. I could I could see I could see them struggling. But um yeah, no, I, I, I feel good about. I, I, well, they don't feel good. Unfortunately, I I think Kansas will go ahead and win tomorrow. Again, I'm cheering for I'm cheering for the team, but I don't think, I think the number one seeds will still will still prevail in these rounds. Michigan Tennessee. I hate Michigan's guts. So I will forever pick against them. At least that's what I thought until I saw everybody in my group had Tennessee going to lead eight, which I should have had I'm like a normal person, but I might be slightly trained for mission again, this mic isn't really working, but I'm going to speak into it anyway. Tennessee is going to win. Tennessee is one hundred percent going to win what if Michigan if Michigan gets it close we might have to don some Juwan Howard jerseys around here oh, that hurts me so much to say how much do I really want these hot Cheetos I'm pretty much making out with this mic right now sorry for those of you who ain't watching on YouTube you're really missing out here Um, should get on Twitch for this stuff uh, Richmond and Providence are the next oh, Tennessee's going to win there's, there's my prediction Granted, at, at my rate right now, if you go ahead and pick UNC, Creighton, and Michigan, at least one of them will be correct. If not, all of them. Like, like most of them will probably be correct. Like Michigan will probably pull up an upset. UNC might as well. Like with the way that my picks have gotten, have gone so far. And another one that could be an upset: Richmond, Providence. I am, I am so tempted to just roll with Richmond here. Like I am. <laughs> I am extremely tempted just to go uh, Richmond here and say absolutely screw it. I mean, I picked Providence to lose to South Dakota State like, you know, an idiot. So why wouldn't they lose to a better team? Apparently. It's, It's very possible that Providence loses. Not probable. Probable, but possible. I am going to go with Providence here. I've learned I'm just going to go with Overdogs. Like, yes, these upsets will happen. In fact, I think I'm going to predict one in my next game. At least in two of the games tomorrow, I think I'm going to go ahead and predict one. So out of the four remaining games, go ahead and guess what those ones will be. But, um, yeah, for the most part, I'm just going to roll with the higher, the higher seed. I, I I That was my mistake this year. I'd pick too many upsets. My bracket that, that you just choose, like the autofill bracket is doing so much better. <coughs> and I'm not saying that just like out of a big guess. I literally have one of my brackets in ESPN as an autofill bracket, and it is doing better than my predictions. But I am going to go with Providence here. I, I like this Richmond team. I just think this Providence, I think Providence just plays so much, so well together. that I, I should have rolled them against San Diego State. I, I've learned my lesson, okay, screw you and your advanced metrics, such as can I run up to score on bad teams, I don't know why I listen to that, but um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll go ahead and roll with Providence here, um, now my first upset of tomorrow, um, St. Mary's, I have them beating UCLA. Granted, now that I say that, I remember I picked UCLA to do pretty well. Yeah, no, if it, I, I, I'm going with St. Mary's. I, I I'm going with St. Mary's like, Now that I've seen, now that I've seen both teams play against what should have, well, not that should not have been like it shouldn't have been equal competition, and St. Mary's still did better. Stop messing with blanket. Um, yeah, St. Mary's blew out. Indiana, they won by 20, right? Yeah, 29 points against an Indiana team. That is fantastic, and I I think that might be one of the biggest wins in Randy Bennett's career at St. Mary's. And UCLA won by four. I'm actually still kind of making a decision here. It's like, I, I... because now, like, what if. Now I'm thinking, like, what if, you, what if UCLA learns? What if they learn the lesson? What if they bounce back? What if they just go out and play fantastic against St. Mary's team? Like, Providence all year, just do good enough to win. But we'll roll with St. Mary's. I'm, I'm, I'm changing that pickup. Rolling with St. Mary's, UCLA. Feel free to teach me a lesson. Like, if, if you want to go ahead and prove me wrong, I am all for that here. I'm now holding this microphone because it means absolutely nothing as I have learned I think unless you are watching on YouTube and all of a sudden the audio gets a whole lot worse that is because the microphone is literally touching my mouth right now so yeah those of you on uh, everywhere else you're you're probably hearing this just fine but you know my prediction is St. Mary's to uh, to, to get past UCLA tomorrow that is my first of two uh, upset predictions the next one St. Perry, St. Peter's Murray State. And I'm just kidding, that is not an upset prediction. I I I'm I'm going I'm going Murray State here. They're it's St. Peter's. Like, do you really blame me? Like we all like to like Oral Roberts last year, yes they beat their number two. They then did not beat their number seven. Like it, it it's just it's so hard to do. It is so matchup driven, and Murray State is not Kentucky. They shoot the ball so much better. And they still have a dominant inside man offensively. Whereas Kentucky's is more just offensive and defensive rebounding. Murray State has a true um, inside threat in K.J. Williams. And I like this Murray State team. I think they will now go on a run. I was scared to predict them to do that when Kentucky was in the field. They will now go on a run, and they honestly might be my pick to get out of this. Like, I'm being honest here. Like, they, they... if they they can get hot, they they can, and they can they can show everyone like they they can it's like, yeah no yeah, we were are we're no dang seven seed, but um yeah no I I think this Murray State team is going to be fantastic I think they're gonna they're, I think they're gonna run St Peter's out of the gym the way we all thought Kentucky would, except for this time Murray State can actually shoot the ball. Okay now my second upset, kind of fooled you there with uh. St. Peter's Mary State. But, um, yeah, New Mexico State and Arkansas. I am rolling with Teddy Buckets until he shows me otherwise. Okay, first, I didn't cheer for him in this one because I hated them because they were very disrespectful after beating us. Granted, I'm sure we were disrespectful to him first. But, um, and I picked UConn to win. So a mix of those two things, and I didn't cheer for him versus UConn, but I am rolling with Teddy Buckets until he proves me otherwise. Even when they go against Gonzaga, who I have winning the entire thing, I will cheer for Teddy Buckets. Because at this point, I I I might as well just admit defeat right now. Like my bracket is just bad. But um, yeah, no, give me Teddy Buckets over an episode versus Arkansas, and I will be a happy man. I will be a happy man if that happens. Um, so they are my prediction to win. I'm predicting them over Arkansas, and it's not just an emotional one. I want, like, UNC and Creighton more, and even slightly Michigan. But I am predicting New Mexico State to win. I'm predicting them to win. I want them to win, and that also just sits better on my conscience at night. Well, really just when watching the games. And the final game of tomorrow. Memphis-Gonzaga. I'm seeing videos... Memphis is the perfect team to beat Gonzaga. They are built to beat Gonzaga. No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. Three teams beat Gonzaga this year. That was a really hot Duke team. Like, at that time, like, that was peak Duke. That was peak Duke this year, was their win against Gonzaga. Okay? Last I checked, Memphis isn't Duke. Memphis is not that Duke team. Kind of close, honestly. But they're not that Duke team. The next team to beat Gonzaga. Auburn. They're not Auburn. Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> whole state of Alabama is going to kill me now. If they, ever, if they ever watch this, please watch. Please share with people. I need it. I need help. Um, mm-hmm. Alabama beat Gonzaga. And that's kind of the more similar game to Memphis here. Memphis can get hot, they can get cold like this hot. This is how the Alabama team was. And a lot more hot has come from Memphis as of late than cold. So that's the comparison that scares me. And they bear no resemblance to the same whatsoever. But in all three of those cases, if you look at where they're seated, all three of them were seated higher than Memphis, which isn't isn't is obviously not a not a con- fair conclusion because Kentucky ranks ranked as the fifth best team in the tournament, so that obviously means nothing. Apparently, I just like wasting time here, but um, yeah, I I I, I get it. This Memphis team is as hot as pretty much any team still left in the tournament, but um, it's it's not happening. Gonzaga is going to win. Okay, you have two. National Player of the Year caliber-esque, however you want to go around it, go about it. They're like All-American second-team big men in Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren. This Gonzaga team is not going to lose, okay? They're not going to lose. Memphis, you're a fantastic team, and I'm honestly a little nervous. I I am, if I'm being fully honest, a little nervous for it. But I have confidence in Gonzaga not to go ahead and blow that game. So those are my predictions, just as, just quickly: Baylor over UNC, uh, Kansas over Creighton, uh, Tennessee over Michigan, Providence over Richmond, Saint Mary's over UCLA, Murray State over St. Peter's, New Mexico State over Arkansas, and Gonzaga over Memphis. Now, one final thing before we wrap this up: reseeding the two thousand and twenty-two Men's March Madness round thirty-two, round of thirty-two. Starting off, the one seeds stay the same. Gonzaga is still the overwhelm not maybe not overwhelming but they're still the number 1 overall scheme. Kansas is still the number 2. Arizona is still the number 2. Kansas is still the number 3. Baylor is still the number 4. Now the second seeds is where we see some things change. Okay. Auburn moves up to the 5th team. Stay at the number 2. They move up from the sixth to the fifth best team with Kentucky's loss. But the big change, big change. Tennessee would jump up to a number two seed. And that that feels incredibly justified. I had them as a two seed before the tournament. I had them as a two seed over Duke. And I I think even through the, the games, that is justified. Like, this Tennessee team is fantastic. They won the SEC Championship. They are amazing. At, they, just right now, they had a 54 to 29 lead at halftime. Like, this Tennessee team is fantastic and they jump their number two seed in their, um, in their uh, region. in Villanova, who we see here at number seven, they stay in the exact same spot uh, there. And Duke remains the number eight seed. Now the number nine seeds. I'm trying to remember Texas Tech falls. I mean, just a couple spots. Well, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just going as if they snaked them, which they probably did not do. But um Wisconsin comes in at number one for the three seeds, which I mean if Johnny Davis can play like he did in the second half as he did in, like if he could do that second half in the entire game, then we could honestly be a one seed. But unfortunately, he did he's not doing that the entire game. I'm glad he did it when he did it. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, we we come in at the number one overall three seed, which would put us as the ninth best team. Purdue comes in at 10th as the number two seed, and that feels about right. That feels about right. Texas Tech has the number three, three seed. Now, who is the team that is going to take Tennessee's spot on that three line? It is the Houston Cougars, who jump up from fifth to third. I don't like this. I don't like this Houston team. I really don't. I think they will now go ahead and win their game against Illinois, which I was uncertain they would do before. But um, yeah, they, I don't think they deserve a three seed. Granted, when you look at the rest of the field, I don't know who does. I, I really don't know who does. Moving on to the four seeds UCLA Bruins, coming to the number one four seed. The, uh, that would make them the 13th best team left in the tournament. As ESPN resent me to the top of the page. Thank you very much. You know UCLA. It's like I, I get it. I get why. They, they St. Mary still scares me. They still really scare me. I would have Providence ahead of them at this point. I would have. I would honestly have Providence as that that in the last number three. And I would still I would still have UCLA ahead of Houston personally, but um. You know that Johnny Juzang, that that ankle injury is apparently something serious. <laughs> he hasn't he has not been good since he came back from that. However, Hami Hockeys, Tiger Campbell were good enough, were just good enough to get him past Akron. But uh, yeah, Providence comes in as the second number uh, number four seed, staying at their original spot. Arkansas stays at a number four seed, and Saint Mary's. Jumps up to a number four seed, which is extremely well deserved. They played fantastic versus Indiana, and they take Illinois' spot as that fourth number four. Now the beginning of the number fives, Illinois, they, they and I think they and St. Mary's pretty much just switched spots. Like, that was that was pretty much what happened there. They played fantastic games against Malachi Smith, though. That was that was the big thing I want to see out of Illinois. I do think they stand a very good chance of being Houston. Um, I mean, I predicted him to do so before the tournament started. I'm a lot more scared now. In fact, I I would, at this moment, predict Houston to win. But it's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, The next number five seed is Texas. They move up a seed line. Um, They'd only reached the second round of the NCAA tournament once since 2011. That was in 2014. Dang. Okay. Well, congrats on Chris Beard on being the most successful coach since 2011. Murray State also jumps up to that number five seed line, as does Michigan State. So three teams moving up there. I think that's because Iowa lost, because UConn lost, and I think because someone else lost, but I'm too tired to think of who that was. But uh, yeah, now three new number fives, well, four new number fives, Illinois drops the spot, but Texas moves up. Murray State, who I told you is a fantastic team. they're They're looking good. And Michigan State moves up after they barely defeat Davidson. Like, barely. At the 6-seed line, Ohio State comes in as the number one 6-seed in this reseeding. North Carolina moves up 2-seeds to the 6-seed line. Memphis all as well, moves up to this nine 6-seed. Uh, and TCU moves up to the 6-seed as we see the 8-9 matchups here. And then Ohio State. But, um... Yeah, no, they all deserve it. Ohio State played fantastic. They dominated Loyola Chicago. They 100% deserve it. And if you think Ohio State dominated Loyola Chicago, North Carolina killed Marquette. like Pretty much quite literally. Uh, Memphis, very good game against Boise State. And TCU just killed Seton Hall. Still logically that it makes sense that all of them moved up. Um, I think they probably kept the same order there. Um, As for the seven seeds, Miami moves up to seven from ten, so pretty much they just switched with what USC would have been. Uh, Iowa State moves up to a ten; they move up a seed line after winning the New Mexico State Aggies. Move up to a ten seed line um, or seven seed. Sorry, so th- and this is the second lowest. Like it, it, I think right. Yeah, no. So it only goes to eight seeds. So, um, so what would be happening? It's like Gonzaga would go ahead and play the worstie, which, spoiler alert, is St. Peter's. If you can believe that one. Oh, it is not. St. Peter's is somehow not ranked the worst team in the field. Somehow Richmond is ranked worst. Okay. So Gonzaga would play Richmond. Um... Then Arizona would play Saint Peter's. Uh, Kansas would play Notre Dame, finishes uh, third best, uh, eight seed, which seems about right. And then Baylor would play Michigan, which would be a tough game for Baylor. So be happy you're not having to do that. Then the number twos would play um, Creighton, New Mexico State, Iowa State, and Miami. I had to get that through my head real quick. But yeah, now Creighton gets the last number uh, seven seed as they de- they defeated um, San Diego State. As Alexander, holy cow! Is he a fantastic player? They go ahead and play Kansas on uh, tomorrow. Talked talked about that game, and then Michigan comes in as the top eight. Then Notre Dame, St. Peter's somehow. I I don't get it. I I really don't. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, no, Richmond Richmond deserves to be ahead of St. Peter's. But that'll do it for me. Um, I believe I don't think there are any comments here on the YouTube, the YouTube live stream. No, there are not. In fact, there's no one watching, so we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. But um, hope y'all you enjoy your evening. Have enjoy a fantastic day of college basketball tomorrow. Um, I'll see y'all later. Adios.